chapter ten of order number eleven this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox org order number eleven by caroline abbott stanley chapter ten a grown-up man if the coloured school at keswick was a failure and miss abby was forced to confess to herself that it was the white one was a most abundant success never in the history of the neighbourhood had there been a school so well attended and so satisfactory in every way miss abby's methods were advanced and her scholarship beyond question why she had an intimate acquaintance with latin and was even teaching ike swamscott the rudiments of greek the ladies of this conservative neighbourhood looked covertly for ink-stains and dishevelled hair when they heard of these heights of attainment classical learning was not unknown even in that day on the frontier but it was strictly limited to the sects supposed to be able to grasp it a latin scholar in petticoats was a rare bird on grand prairie and feminine knowledge of the world's most polished language was limited to alpha and omega the first and the last of st john the divine so often however had they heard this much in prayer and sermon that it had come to be invested with a kind of sacred solemnity and when mrs trevilian once accidentally overheard beverly in the exuberance of youthful spirits and recent acquisition running over his alpha beta gamma delta with its inevitable paraphrase of adder beater dammer pelter she was shocked beyond expression and realized that the new learning was beset with dangers so successful was miss abby's school that before christmas colonel trevilian and the rest were making their plans to secure her for the coming year of course as some of the ladies said she had a brother in lawrence but that really was not her fault and perhaps he was not an abolitionist after all it was not right to condemn a man unheard the hearing came off sooner than they expected miss abby had a letter one day that threw the trevilian household into great excitement her brother dr cheever announced that he would be over at christmas to spend a day or two with her write to him and tell him to arrange to stay at least a week said mrs trevilian hospitably two if he can could you board him here miss abby questioned board him miss abby do you suppose i would charge your brother board write to him to come exactly as you would if you were in your mother's house these missouri people certainly were hospitable miss abby thought as she wrote the message but of course it was easy to be hospitable with all these negroes to do the work when jake stood ready to take the horses and mammy to make the fires and aunt viney to wring the chickens necks and all were in such a ridiculous state of delight at having company which was all true enough but then it is always easier when it runs in the blood and it had run in the trevilian blood since the memory of man virginia and sally devereux speculated not a little as to what dr cheever would look like one predicting that he would be fat and bald the other that he would be tall and thin with a general odor of asafoetida and spectacles over which he would look at them if they giggled 
and they would be sure to giggle which they proceeded now to do hysterically just to prove that they were not past the stage i know he'll be prim prophesied virginia of course sally assented he couldn't be miss abby's brother and not be prim i suppose he will say i presume and good afternoon and maybe tuesday and hadn't ought yes and i want to know and virginia drew down her brows and spoke the words with a voice so like miss abby's that sally went into fresh convulsions well you may look for me to spend most of this week at you all's house but she did not as sally took occasion to remind her afterward no mrs trevilian was saying to miss nanny about the same time i don't really expect to enjoy the visit very much but i want to be nice to miss abby's brother i suppose he will see the weak points in our missouri farming and tell us about them as miss abby does about my management they were out on the porch to meet him leaving roaring fires and all sorts of good cheer inside virginia and miss nanny kept back in the doorway and mammy was taking a surreptitious peep from behind the parlor curtains isn't he little whispered virginia but he is awfully handsome dr cheever greeted miss abby affectionately and acknowledged his presentation to mrs trevilian with courteous cordiality i'm very glad to meet you madam i feel that i know you already from my sister's letters and most pleasantly he had a cultured voice and said madam like a virginian miss nanny was inwardly commenting where did he learn to do that ah miss trevilian and he bowed low over miss nanny's hand then he turned to the girl beside her and without waiting for an introduction said and this i am sure must be miss virginia my sister's assistant he was going to say in a spirit of raillery but remembering miss abby's grief at the fate of that venture and having the tact that can spare its own flesh and blood a rare kind he finished my sister's star pupil virginia blushed and somehow felt strangely immature and underdone when they were in the parlor he said mrs trevilian you have a beautiful place here it reminds me of some of the old colonial homes on the atlantic seaboard abby you remember the old williams place with the columns this reminds me of it this was modeled after an old colonial home mrs trevilian said but not in your part of the country i think oh but i have been in virginia he exclaimed eagerly i spent two teaching years there i have seen mount vernon and arlington house and monticello these columns are very familiar to me oh have you seen monticello cried miss nanny albemarle is our old home it was an instant bond of sympathy between them so the talk fell upon virginia and its customs and people about which they delighted to talk and then turned to differing types of architecture colonial and otherwise in which their visitor led virginia listened with deepest interest she had never thought before about there being any distinctive types of architecture north or south there was an eager give-and-take that put them at once upon an easy footing miss nanny could not help contrasting it all with the first night miss abby was with them when they sat down to the table dr cheever exclaimed like a boy beaten biscuits i haven't seen any since i was in virginia and they were at it again then emmeline withdrew nominally to replenish the plate but really to report 
you won't have to tell him what waffles is he's discoursin right now about beet biscuits and old figiny and the white folks can't beat him on ary one colonel remarked dr cheever when they had returned to the parlor it seems to me you hear more of counties in virginia and missouri than in the north i've noticed that said miss abby with surprise they always talk here about going over to lafayette or to cass when they really mean they're going to some town in lafayette or cass and miss trevilian has just said she was from albemarle county virginia and that dr lay your neighbor is from fayette county kentucky but if he had been telling you he would have said he was from near lexington put in miss nanny and the family smiled dr cheever smiled too in sympathy though he did not see the point i suppose the reason is that we of the south are an agricultural people sir and live largely on farms and plantations returned colonel trevilian we haven't many cities in missouri as you northern people count cities they were gathered around the big wood fire in the parlor now virginia on an ottoman at miss nanny's side over in the corner dr cheever from his place in the centre of the group found his eyes wandering in her direction frequently she took almost no part in the conversation except with her eyes but a sympathetic listener is sometimes the most agreeable companion and virginia was listening with ear and eye she was finding the talk of this grown-up gentleman so well dressed so self-possessed and easy in his manner so evidently a man of the world intensely interesting he had something to say and knew how to say it i think perhaps there is an underlying reason a little deeper even than that colonel he was saying the two parts of the country were differently organized you know that in new england the township was the unit of representation in the colonial legislature but in virginia it was not the parish that was the unit of representation it was the county the colonel assented he really had not thought of this before well that difference is very significant as the political life of new england was built up out of the political life of the towns so the political life of virginia was built up out of the political life of the counties this was partly as you say because they were on plantations and those plantations were not grouped about a compact village nucleus like the small farms at the north and partly i am inclined to think because there was never in virginia that puritan theory of the church according to which each congregation is a self-governing democracy don't you think there is something in that undoubtedly returned the colonel i hadn't thought of it before in just that way but i can see that there would be the difference that you suggest yes i studied it up a little when i was in virginia these sectional peculiarities interest me it was one of dr cheever's conversational charms that he was always saying things on any subject brought up that nobody had thought of before but that they could see at once after he had talked three minutes about it some persons are strongest in their ability to inspire thought the colonel was thinking how pleasant it was to discuss in this broad way points of difference between north and south without having the everlasting subject of slavery lift its head it couldn't be done with miss abby that is a striking portrait you have there colonel the visitor remarked looking up at old colonel trevilian of albemarle above the mantel 
my father sir returned the colonel with pride yes sir it is a fine picture of a fine old country gentleman it reminds me of one i saw abroad i forget just where that was but it was by an american artist and was labelled a colonial gentleman and the talk drifted to europe and his travels he certainly was changed in the cradle declared miss nanny when she and virginia were upstairs after an evening in which everybody had appeared at his best and there was not time to say all the things clamouring to be said the same mother never bore him and miss abby he certainly is one of the most agreeable gentlemen i've ever met why you wouldn't know except from his pronunciation that he was not from virginia perhaps it is because he has been abroad aunt nan virginia spoke almost in an awed tone i never have seen anybody before that had been to europe neither have i there are not many people that get to europe i can tell you but the same mother had borne them impossible as it seemed and the very things that had made miss abby what she was had made him what he seemed miss abby was the eldest of a new england family to whom bread and an education were the necessities of life butter and the numberless little refinements whose sum total is culture were its luxuries in her rigid determination that each cheever in turn should have the first the last had slipped from her own stiffening fingers this brother was the youngest he should have such advantages as she would have given her own right hand for and so she had taught school to fit him for college she had scrimped and saved to help him through yale she had denied herself travel and alluring luxuries of every sort that he might study abroad when he had proved that it would be worth while and she had done all this until saving and calculating had become to her second nature and an object in themselves but the struggle which had left her less lovable perhaps than she might have been had there been no struggle had left him free to use his powers to the utmost it is true that he had scrupulously refunded to her the money advanced but who can return the heart of a sacrifice which is the life-blood that has gone into it but it had been a free-will offering and she was having her reward to-night as she saw him holding his own in wit and repartee and graver themes with this old virginia family between whom and herself there had always been an impalpable social barrier abiel was a match for them all she was thinking and abiel was her idol End of chapter ten